drums on a whole bass horn and somebody beating on a, a ding dong. What's up? Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. It's Wednesday. It's Women Wednesday. We got Big Mabel taking us into the show because she's a woman. And like I told Jake, we're doing 19 oldies. Some of them are 1950s. They're supposed to be all 1950s, but I kind of fucked up a couple. So we're just doing we're just doing big old uh, 19 oldies. Big Mabel from Tennessee, Jake. Name Mabel Lewis Smith. She was on the bigger side, so they called her Big Mabel. Was this... Is this the first 1950s song of 1950s week? Um, I don't know when Kissing Cousins came out, but I'm going to guess it was the 60s. So, yes. Yeah, this is the third song of nice. 1950s week. <laughs> Kissing Cousins came out in 1964. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we're actually... Just, we're, we're huge fans of the 1950s. <laughs> it was 1950s themed. I was like, okay, who's the old version of... Uh, tri-state area or whatever metropolitan i was like okay frankie valley and then i just found whatever song i wanted I didn't, right i didn't keep the song choice um tomorrow i don't even know if tomorrow's is technically 1950s but um it's, it's like a theme party when someone shows up in like the crazy 90s ski gear and you're just kind of like okay it's like how every 80s party eventually just became people dressed up as 90s outfits yeah you had yeah. a mix yeah yeah so uh, tomorrow's song is from 1959, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. We got, and then Friday is best friend, so we got two out of five on 1950s week. What what party was it? You dressed up as the eccentric Frenchman, because that was a theme that you were slightly <laughs> off on. What was that? The I'm blanking on it. Eccentric Frenchman. You had your striped shirt and your beret. Um. This is the night that ended up with you on the side of the road flicking off cars. <laughs> oh, nineteen eighties party. That was an eighties party. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when I got that's when I got um What what would you call your outfit from that night? Yeah, like Frenchman, I guess works. It was a striped shirt with did I have suspenders? No. I said really short shorts, French sh- yeah. shirt and a little newsboy cap. Yeah, I mean, it was tough to say 80s. I guess you could have been in the background of an 80s music video and people would have shrugged and been like, okay, kind of weird, but sure. I was in the back of an ambulance that night. (laughs) (laughs) You had one too many drinks. (laughs) That was bullshit. I made it home to my dorm. I just didn't have the key. You made it home to your front mat of your Well, inside the hallway, yeah, of the dorm room. Yeah. And then I didn't have the key, so I was like, I'll just sit here till my roommate comes. And like someone tattled on me. And then the and then actually I know the cops are putting me on a gurney and they're taking me to the hospital and they're putting two grand worth of drugs into my body. I don't even remember the next three days of my life. Those were the nineteen fifties, babe. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. That's the name of that uh big Mabel song. Do you like that song? I guess so. I mean, never put it on, be like, Oh, I'm in a big Big Mabel mood, you know. I like that 1950s uh, rockabilly, like rock and roll sound. Yeah. Well, I like Chuck Berry, so there you go. Oh, that new sound you've been looking for. That ain't nothing but the blues sped up. Your cousin, Marvin Berry. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you been? I'm all right, man. I had a... um. I kind of gave last night hell. I uh, I got a little. I got a lift. I I lifted. I ran, and I did yoga. Which normally it's one of the three every third day, but yeah, I, I just went for it yesterday. Lift yoga and ran. Yeah, yeah. you feeling good today from all that? Like half. I mean, kind of just like. At the end of yesterday, I was like, that's a whole thing. How do people do this regularly? Yeah. But I don't know. Was was all right. How, how was your Tuesday? It was good. I didn't do much. 
I worked. And then when I got done, I made some food. And then I watched a show. And then I went to sleep. Tried to go to sleep super early. What'd you cook up? What'd you watch, man? I, well, I cooked up. Follow my Instagram for my awesome cooking stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, <laughs> I wonder what people think about those. Because like I didn't buy any ingredients for what I cooked last night. I just looked around my kitchen and was like, what can I make? Sure. I made a pulled, por- pulled chicken sandwich. Barbecue pulled chicken okay. sandwich. Because nice. that's, that's the ingredients I had around my kitchen. It was good. Scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? Like a 6. Okay. It was good. I, I think if I think if someone audit, bought it from a restaurant, they'd be like, this isn't, I'm not no coming back here. Yeah. Not worth paying Barbecue for. sauce? What were you doing sauce-wise? A little barbecue sauce, a little hot sauce, a little red, uh, red cider vinegar. Boil okay. it all down with some onions and some garlic. Ooh. Salt and pepper. Like my hair. Sounds, sounds really delightful. It was. You know what yeah. I realized? I didn't have what... It was weird. I didn't have much going on last night. And I was like, what the fuck? And then there was no sports. It was like a night where I would have just tuned in. There was nothing happening. Yeah, last night felt like the first dead sport night in a while. Like, there's the Mac has been doing their crazy football games in the middle of the week. Um, I don't know. Like the we'll we'll get to the breaking news in a little bit, and it's a little it's a little more fun than usual. But um, yeah, I don't know. Really, really quiet. Real quiet night. All quiet. All right. Yeah, they needed just... they, the NBA needed someone to go for like sixty to have a big sports day, and it didn't didn't happen. Yeah. Well, there's some news. I'll do the news. Here we go. Local around the tri-state area. The Yankees did not land top pitching prospect free agent Patrick Corbin, who signed with the Nationals for six years and $140 million. Meanwhile, the Mets and Brody Van GM supposedly have their hands in all sorts of fun future trades. Saw JT Romuto, saw a bunch of wild stuff. The Islanders lost to the Jets, suck it. And the Rutger and the Rutgers and Rutgers wrestling gets removed from the map as they fall out of the top 25. The Ritgears. The Ritgears. The Jets. The Rets. Uh, There's no news. There's just no news. The Corbin thing's the only one worth actually diving into. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, we, I don't know. Again, baseball guys. Well, uh, well, we sum it up quickly for these listeners because we have Talking Yanks we're doing tonight. Um, Jake and I, well, I, I won't speak for Jake. I'll let him speak for himself. It sucks. Would have liked Corbin. Uh, if the Yankees gave him this contract, I would have been like, whoa, oh, shit. Um, I understand the Yankees not giving him this contract, though. It's pretty crazy. It's a, bit, it's a lot of quiche um, for a guy that's had one really good season in the past four years or so. In, a, um, in an easy division, too. Uh, I don't know. Dodgers Dodgers are pretty good. NL. Are NL. Right. Okay. In a in a in the lesser league. Yeah. Um, well, I mean that that factors in. Yeah, a little bit. Um, if you could pitch, you could pitch. Uh, it, the bigger thing, I mean, you know, I'm the national news guy. I mean, this kind of sets the market for free agency. Uh, we'll see where the other pitchers come in after this. This is more than people thought Patrick Corbin was gonna get. Um. Hey, good for him. You know, all, all our Yankees fans were mad and sad, and, oh, he didn't want to play. Oh, I guess he didn't want to play for his Yankees. It's like, no, homie had basically one chance in his life to get paid as much as he can, and this is it. And he <laughs> ask your, look yourself in the mirror if you're a hardcore Yankee fan and say, do you want another $40 million or do you not want $40 million? Take the money. Ooh, take the money and run. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wish I had that queued up. You got to let me know. Hey, I oh. might break into take the money and run today. Hey, by the way, just thinking I might cut into. It's a good song. It's a star about Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Bop, 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 bop. A lot of clapping and stuff. It's a fun. Yeah. What, what do you call that? Billy Joe shot a man while robbing his castle. 
wasn't that it wasn't that long of time for me to pull it up. Yeah, and that song's by the Pat Corbin Five. Ooh, Ooh take oh, the money and run. Oh, burn! Enjoy your money, idiot. You'll never win championship over there. You just got stupid. You wanted to take your money and join the Yankees. No, it's funny. I I know you you'd been shooting down people for a little while now, talking about hometown discount because a rarely happens in sports. Rarely happens in sports, especially for a guy from upstate New York. It wait, 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 it happens when a guy has played with that team and enjoys being with that team already, and the staff and the whole environment, and says, "Hey, I want to come back." Like Cliff Lee loved playing in Philly in '09, so he took a discount to go back to Philly. Tom Brady took a discount to stay in Boston because that's you know what I mean. But when yeah. it, when the guy just has never played there, you know, he just likes it. He's going to take a discount to come here. Yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, you you don't see that much ever. And but I was laughing after that. I, one of the legit guys, it might have been Rosenthal, came out and they were like, "Yeah, big decision in this was Pat Corbin's wife." Wanted to be close to her sister who lives in the D.C. area. And I was like, you know, it was probably the bigger thing. The six years, $140 million, though. People, someone dude was arguing with me on Twitter, but he was agreeing with me. But he was doing it in an argumentative tone. And I just like at the end, I pointed that out. I was like, dude, you're agreeing with me, but you're acting like you're not. And he just said, LOL, fair. Because because I was saying those quotes that Corbin said about how, oh, I'd love to play for the Yankees. My whole family's Yankee fans. They'd love to have me back around. They don't mean anything. They don't mean anything at all. And he was like, no, well, his family it, wants his family wants the mountain house in Aspen, baby. <laughs> so this kid was like, they could mean something if it was if it was if maybe the money was close uh, or the Yankees gave more money. And I'm like, yeah, the, the money is what matters and nothing else matters. Yankee fans are so silly. Well, fan bases in general. Often. Yeah, and that's the semi-hot take going around Twitter right now. Like, if it didn't matter with the six-year, you know, the Yanks probably match the five-year money and make it work. And it's like, okay, is is that a take? What is that? What are you even saying right now? Um, but, yeah, if, if you want more of that Yankee stuff, we'll, we'll be doing Talking Yanks more later. And it's kind of, it'll be cent- Cor- Corbin Fallout-centric. Is that how you're supposed to use words? Maybe. You do your okay. own thing. Let's hear, let's hear you use some words on this national news update. You know, let's talk about the Mets quick. Mets are fun. Brody's doing things, man. Um, yeah, I don't, dude. It's, it's, it's getting cool, and now it sucks. Yeah. I mean, if he does things, if they trade Rosario for the deal I saw was Rosario and Real Mudo based. Yeah. Um, if you're totally unfamiliar, Real Muto is the catcher for the Marlins and Rosario's top prospect for the Mets, who's played now, right? He's played and he hasn't been that great. He showed some signs toward the end of last year, but it's almost like he was like a big, big prospect. And he had, but it, he's already at the point where he hasn't done a ton. Um, like he's got an OBP under 300 in 200 games. Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If they do a trade like that, that's awesome. Yeah, it's just, it's cool. I I mean, if if he punches something like that, um, I mean, we it would be the first time. So not only have we brought an agent in to be a GM, but it's one of the first times that someone's come in and is treating it kind of like a video game. <laughs> like we normally see GMs do all this stuff close to the chest and, you know, our you know, our prospects and all of this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, it'd be really interesting if this guy says, hey, I can, go, I can go out and get one of the best catchers in the game for this young shortstop who hasn't done much for me, and then maybe I just go out and sign another guy to play shortstop. Like, this, I, I don't know. I kind of love it right now. What if they go, they trade Romuto, they trade for Romuto, they get rid of Rosario, and then they sign uh, Scope? I mean, yeah, they could do that. Uh, our boy Etch. What? What if they? What if he can, could somehow swindle the Wilpons into finding money and get Machado? It would be Mets life. Yeah, that's baby. not. That's not happening. I know, that's, but that's um, I don't know. It's it's just going to be really funny to see. And the 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 thing that everyone was scared about before was he said Cindergard was for sale, and now they've kind of come back from that. Um, and and I don't know. Like they're they're doing fun things in Queens, which. 
you you can't say that a lot unless you used to uh <laughs> be in good favor with milady. That was an old Queen's joke. Like if the thirteen hundreds if you were friends with the Queen. <laughs> The national news! The 76ers in John Boy's boy, Marco Fultz, has thoracic outlet syndrome. He's just going to miss three to six weeks. All of his problems are going to go away. This is so easy. Basketball's easy. We'll talk about that. Seattle gets an NHL expansion team, the 32nd National Hockey League team to debut in 2021-22. We got some funny team names on the way, and I guess closing down, uh, free agency is really going to pick up in baseball. The Harper and Machado sweepstakes are taking off with the Corbin signing. Will they be showing up in your neighborhood? I hope not if it's not in New York. Marco Fultz, uh, I googled uh, thoracic outlet syndrome and I was reading up on all this like doctor, like there's this question and answer with a doctor on some website did it all sure. about it. And then I got like three, maybe four lines in and said, oh, I don't give a shit. Then I stopped reading. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jim, I've, I've got some good stuff on this. So those of you that aren't familiar, I know most of us are. Um. But, you know, thoracic outlet syndrome is usually caused from physical trauma like a car accident, repetitive injuries from a job, or sports-related activities, um, or pregnancy. And Mark L. Fultz has a chance for all of those. Uh, man, just some really wild stuff. A, let me, let me start here. I'm happy they can somewhat diagnose something because, A, I mean, I just want the kid to be decent at this point and not be a total head case. So the fact that they've given him a legit excuse, hopefully he comes back when he's quote-unquote healthy in four weeks, makes his first shot, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm all better. I hope this is a placebo diagnosis, and everyone on the other teams for, like, you know that wasn't real, Markel, right? Right. They just said that. I hope it's a placebo diagnosis that works. Okay. Um, Well, I hope it works too, but then all these competitors... Tell him it, it was fake. So I, I've got another quote. <laughs> and this is, this is I, I don't know if this is a theory I'm working on, and I, I was trying to think of examples this morning, but I think it's so funny how, how people come to grips with accepting things. And I'm, I'm mostly talking about little things, but um, I don't know. Like when the elevator door just starts closing on you and lets out that giant beep. Like, you just say, oh, okay, yeah, the elevator's telling me what to do now. Go on your way, elevator. Good luck. Just little things like that. But, so uh, there's something from this article that uh, my my good buddy Bill Sibbins pointed out. Um, <laughs> it was a tweet of his that didn't get a lot of love. So he, this is a quote from the ESPN article. On the advice of brothers, Fultz visited with approximately 10 specialists over the past week or so consultations that resulted them with bringing the diagnosis back to the organization. And Bill Simmons comments on that. Uh, what? Just because that's something you read and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then you follow up and you're like, no. Ten specialists because his attorney and agent told him to go see ten specialists and then they find out this diagnosis? It sounds a lot like... like uh we believe that you, Mr. Specialist, have the right diagnosis because it's what we wanted to hear. Yeah, we need to hear something besides we're crazy. We're crazy! Tell me I don't have cancer. Tell me I don't have cancer. Nine doctors. Fuck, they keep telling me I have cancer. Tenth doctor. It might not be cancer. All right, great. Thank you, doctor. Perfect. This is... Yeah, well, the tenth, tenth one got it right. I'm cancer-free. I mean, know, know what I will say... Say it, say it, say it ain't so, um, dude, at the same time, like, what if this is real and like you were the Sixers, you were basically ready to like punt on this dude. It's like, what? 
Who are your team doctors? I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about this. I think it's all mental. I think it's all. Fa- it's all fake. Yeah, we'll find out. We're, I don't we're think half an, excited. I don't think an injury makes you bobble the ball in between your hands before you shoot a free throw. Yeah, I've, I've, ne- <laughs> I've never done that. But I've never had a thoracic, uh, Jurassic Park syndrome. So when you told me you were going to drop a theory on me, I got my sound clip ready that I made last night. Sure. And I was going to do it. Now I can't do it. But if I'm you gonna, want, you I'm going to do it anyway. But you didn't lead in perfectly. You know. In the psychiatric profession, we have a statement for that little theory of yours. Ha! You know. It's a good rebuttal. It's a good. It's a good rebuke. You were you were spitting that through the interwebs last night. Well, I wanted to use it. I made it. So I was watching Cheers. I I hear that, and I'm like, oh shit, that'd be fun to drop on someone on Twitter when they tell me something dumb. And then I couldn't wait. I just went searching for tweets like, who can I drop this? On? <laughs> I couldn't wait to use it organically. So then I tweeted out, send me dumb theories. I want to I want to use this as my response. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, let's do real sports for a second because I think our Seattle expansion is going to be a closer. I, do, I just mentioned it briefly because I, I thought the people want to talk about it, but Harper Machado, Corbin kind of the big first free agent to go down. What's what's going on with your big boys? Are they coming to the Bronx? Yeah, no, no. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're coming to the Bronx, but winter meetings would probably all happen at winter meetings, I'm guessing. We'll, we'll be there. Um, There's so much... There's so much that needs to happen still. Like Yankee fans are getting impatient because we don't, we still don't have a lot of positions filled and all that stuff. But it's the winter meetings is when things happen, and then maybe like you know a couple weeks after winter meetings, we'll be in winter meetings. Like Jake just said, we'll be coming to you from Vegas next week. John Boy and Jake Radio from Vegas, yep. sponsored by maybe you, maybe you. Um. I don't know. I think the I, I think the Yankees are going to get one of them. Okay. Um, yeah. I and it's funny you and I played this game. I think before the off season on talking Yanks, but we were saying like if we don't get one of these, I, let's call it three with Corbin, because a lot of people had their eyes on Machado Harper, but the Yankees needed pitching. Corbin was the number one. If the Yankees don't walk away with one of those three. Are we disappointed? Yeah, yeah. I think so, right? Because I, I think you and I were doing the song and dance a little bit. Like, well, you know, it depends what Brian Cashman does. And if, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah. Unless they trade for Kluber. Or, right, or but even, bum. If they, even if they get him and they don't get the other two, then it's kind of like, okay, so we've traded away guys for Paxton and Kluber but we haven't really picked up anyone anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? No, but if we get Kluber or, or Bumgarner in the rotation, which is high hopes, and I don't think it's likely, then I think we're good. The offense was fine last year, dude. They broke the home run record. They're, and you got Glaber and Andujar are going to graduate to their sophomore year. Hopefully they don't slump. You got Judge, Stanton. You still got a lot of, lot of bats. Shane Robinson. He's um, gone. Gone. Let's talk, let's talk about it, Jim. Seattle. Your, one of your favorite climates, one of your favorite cities, Seattle gets an NHL expansion team. You're excited. Uh, sure. I'm excited for the fans. They get more to clap for. It's going to be loud in there, Jim. Oh, yeah. You know who's not you excited? Do- Quebec. Quebec's pissed. Quebec, huh? They were like, what about us? We wanted an NHL team before them because now they're like nah 32 is the limit we're done whatever one team will fail soon Quebec should have a team go Nordiques take one of the Florida teams out of Florida Nordique my balls um all right so here are the Vegas odds for names for the Seattle Seattle hockey team ready yep we'll go through them real rapid fire maybe we don't have to do rapid fire the okay and now your Seattle totems. Yeah, what's with that? Is that the leader? That's the yeah. That's the odds-on favorite by a lot right now. Are they talking like totem poles? I'm guessing there was a Native American tribe or some shit that um, used totem poles, and there's a connection with that in Seattle. Oh, so totem poles are a symbol of Seattle. Who fucking guessed it? Who knew? 
Did you know that? No, no. I mean, totem poles, I mean, I, I normally link, like, Native American heritage. Um, totem poles are cool because it's kind of just like a bunch of animals stacked together. I, uh, you were around for some scrotum poles in your day. Yeah, totem poles are thought of as symbols of Seattle by many residents and visitors, but in fact, the indigenous people of Washington State, the Coast Salish peoples, did not traditionally carve totem poles, nor scrotum poles. So Seattle's trying to take credit for the totem pole? Is that what you're telling me? It's a symbol of Seattle. I didn't. We didn't know that. Yeah, if you... Uh... Just just catching you guys up on on scrotum pole. If if you guys have a, a group of friends, usually three three to five, and you uh you basically line up like a totem pole. You have the person in front, squat, arms out, you have the person behind them, their head right above them, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you can have a nice totem pole, aka scrotum pole picture. Really good around the holidays. Okay. <laughs> I'm ending things with the drum roll now. Not bad. <laughs> Not what, what, what are these teams do you like? Yeah, the totems right now are, if you placed a $10 bet on the totems and that's what they are, you get you win $9. So this, the second option, if you put 10 down on, on it, the Is emeralds? The, the Seattle emeralds. So if you put this is the second leading option, you put ten bucks on the emeralds, you get forty dollars. Yeah, those both suck. Totems and emeralds are bad names. Well, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like totems is pretty locked up. Um, what what on this list do you like, Jim? What's a rainier? <laughs> What's so that's the mountain, I think. Rainers, rainiers, rainiers. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. There's a minor league they, baseball team called the Tacoma Rainiers. All right, I don't. I thought that had to do with rain. Yeah, no, and that's uh, that's the mountain, and I I kind of like that one, Jim, because there's also a beer named that. Um, so then I mean you could start doing all sorts of fun stuff. The Rainier Brewing Company. My favorite uh, is the Seattle Sockeyes. Which one? The Seattle Sockeyes. Sockeyes. I hate the sockeyes. That's a uh, terrible. It's a fish from Seattle, so that's nice. That, like make uh, they have to make sense for me to like them, and I also like alliteration. Okay, and it makes me think of I'm gonna sock you one. Right in how big right in the, the eyes, and fighting happens. Uh, how big's how big's your traditional sockeye? A sockeye is a commercially valuable salmon of North Pacific rivers. Oh, they're big. They're big? Yeah, they can grow to 84 centimeters. Think about it, dude. All the people from Seattle come. When a hat trick happens, they throw their fish onto the That's ice. That's what I'm saying. I'll support that. Yes, yeah, Sockeyes is good. Kraken, no good. I hate Kraken. I hate my favorite player on the Yankees. Nickname is Kraken, and I don't even use it then because I just don't like Kraken. Seattle, I don't think you can do the, the fish thing, though, because like everyone in the stands would bring one in, and now you're just running a fish market. But that sounds nice. They they make they they collect, you know the all the sockeye after a hat trick, donate it to the charity of that player's choice, and then a bunch of little kids are eating fish. Is that how fish works? Put it on ice. What about when it's they're transporting it and it's in the stands for five hours? Seattle people have cold hands. Oh oh, the cold hands in Seattle. Yeah. They also have cold hearts. Cold hands, cold hearts. Sea lions, seals, whales, cougars, eagles, firebirds. I don't know. If you, if you got one of these, what are you picking? Sockeyes or renegades. You're going you're going sockeyes. I think I'm rainiers. Actually, you can't you, do renegades in Seattle. Renegades would be like a a a, a north a, a southeast thing. I said, "Hey, living a life of renegades." The evergreens? Fuck out of here. I, I could get down with the evergreens if you dove balls deep in that theme. That's like, like Stanford. Like, come on. I'm talking like I'm talking like wooded arena. Oh, okay, that's cool. I, st- I I'm going sockeyes. Got the alliteration. You got you can throw fish on the ice. Seattle, everyone thinks fish market. 
Go Sox. If you got to pick a team, if you got to pick your own team name for Seattle's hockey team, what are you picking? I gotta. You gotta give me time to. Maybe I'll maybe I'll research it and I'll come back and do it tomorrow because I got it needs to be history related. For oh, me. you you want actual research in it? I thought uh, give me some alliteration right now. Give me some of your favorite S words. Okay, uh, the Seattle uh, Silver Miners. Okay, the I don't s- think <laughs> has silver ever been mined in Seattle. That's what I would need to research, Jake. Right. Okay, what about the Seattle Snakes? That would that would be s- sucky. What about the Seattle Sailboats? Kind of like that. That'd be too yuppie for Seattle. The hipsters would revolt. The Seattle Scabbards. Scabbers? No, Silkworm? Scabbards. Excuse D- me? A scabbard. Scabbard? Sca- Is that one word or two words? <laughs> a scabbard. A scabbard. How many words are you saying? Though? One word. S scabbard. S C A B B A R D. Scabbard. Scabbard. Do you know what a scabbard is? No. It's the thing that you is on your hip that your sword goes into. You think that would be good for the Seattle hockey team? Uh no, dude. But what about the Seattle schoolboys? No, that's not good. You know that. We're just working on alliteration. The Seattle scrapbooks. Everyone throws pens and pencils and rulers and scissors onto the ice for hat tricks. That wouldn't be bad. And then be a, be a hell of a memory. Whoever whoever has the hat trick, they have to use all the tools to make a thank you card for the fans. Now, I don't think the players would be too into that. <laughs> empty net with two goals. You're like, no, no, I don't want to make that fucking scrapbook tonight. If Seattle was cooler, do they just own? Like the weather, like do you just straight go the Seattle rain, or like the rainstorm, or like the Seattle gray clouds? Yeah, I think I think I'd like something like that. Right. What about the the Seattle sewage? What do I think about that? Yeah, it's tough. Okay, how about this one? The Seattle Shoestrings. That's not very good. I called it. What if they get sponsored by Starbucks? That would suck. I think they need to do a nautical theme. So I, I like that they're doing nautical themes, but I don't like I don't like totem. It's gotta be something gotta be something nautical. That's why I like Sockeye on their list the best. Ooh. All right. Did you hear the whistle that time? Yeah, I heard the whistle. It's halftime. How do you? What do you think about the first half? You Blow know the whistle. Our, our half times are going to change after Vegas. <laughs> A little bit. Half times always changing, man. You got anything? Personally, you got any I behind the no scenes? Ch- I see no changes. I don't know. Drinking my coffee as I go. Same. Um, same. Which uh, I mean leads to some potential internal issues, but no, I mean. Um, I'm ha- I'm happy for Fultz and I'm happy for Seattle right now. How about that? Are you happy? And I'm you- happy for the Mets. I'm happy it's not Tuesday. Are you happy you learned about Big Mabel? Big Naval? Big Mabel. Uh, not really. What if you saw pictures of her? You think you would have dated her back in the day? I mean, never say never. What was her personality like? Uh, total diva, bitch. Okay. Well, no, I don't not, know. I don't know what her personality was like, but she has a cool. Giving, <laughs> she's probably nice. She died pretty young. She has a cool nickname, though. America's Queen Mother of Soul. I think Aretha took that. No. No, she didn't, Jake. Okay, so Big Mabel, let's see what Aretha Franklin is. Big Mabel is the America's queen mother of soul. And Aretha Franklin. I think she's just the queen of soul. They don't have her. Wikipedia doesn't have anything in, in the also known as, which is bullshit. Man, no no R-E-S-P-C-T for Aretha. Queen of soul. If I just Google that, let's see what we get. Aretha Franklin. So she's Boom. the queen of soul. Big Mabel's her mother, Queen Mother of Soul. Not in the biblical sense. 
All right. Let's go to the real news. We actually have a lot of real news today. It was sports light, but real news heavy. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Say hey. Little type of jingle. All right. You have to. I still don't have a news soundbite to enter the news. So can you do the what's in the news today song for me? I heard the news today. Oh, boy. PETA has a whole bunch of new animal-friendly slang we should use, and it's fantastic. A 300-pound woman pleads guilty to killing her 120-pound boyfriend by sitting on him. A landscaper and assistant engage in foreplay with maple syrup and blueberry jelly, and now they're in trouble because he recorded the whole thing. A man asks his Tinder date to wear black on their first date, then takes her to his grandma's funeral. A 12-year-old girl has more than 1,000 ants removed from her ears since last August. Netflix and friends almost go on a break, but solve the issue with a lot of money. Where do you want to go first? I heard the news today, oh boy. I like it. I'm going to get the real version, but I maybe I'll just do you singing it as the soundbite. I mean, we'll see. We'll, you know? we'll see. Uh, the PETA thing is so much fun. Let's just get it. Let's just do it right away. Yeesh. The PETA thing, man, a lot of people are angry about this. I love it. I love the idea behind it. Okay. Uh, not for the animal's sake, just cause it is so fun. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. If you don't know what we're talking about, PETA put out a tweet that said, uh, words matter. And as our understanding of social justice evolves, our language evolves with it. Here's how to remove speciesism from your daily conversations. Stop using anti-animal language. You want to hit us with some of these, Jake? I uh, l- Let me start by saying I am firmly on both sides of the argument here. Um, but, yeah, let's, um, I'll, you know... Kill t- kill two birds with one stone. That's something I say a lot. Um, you do say that I, a lot. I usually twist it and say kill two birds and get stoned or something silly like that. Um, now they want you to say, I mean, that's barbaric, Jim. Killing two birds. With one now, stone. It's, it's still impressive. Now we're going to feed two birds with one scone. See, this is one I'm not behind. Are you behind this one? We have to be in favor of or not in favor of going forward. Oh, I'm in favor. I'm in favor of both sides of everything, though. Oh, I have strict ones I like and ones I don't like. So this one. I want PETA to be so happy with their like punny sayings they came up with. But I want the world to obviously still say beat a dead horse and not feed a dead horse. So, okay, so we have differing opinions here. Feed two birds with one scone is so fucking easy. You just sit there and you hold a scone and two birds are going to come eat it. It's completely different meaning than kill two birds with one stone, which is hard to do. So, Peter, you really missed the mark on this one. I mean, it's I think in its in its heart of hearts, you're saying you're taking you're taking care of two problems with one solution. Yeah. You know? Yes. That is the hard part. But killing two birds with one stone. That's a hell of a shot. Oh, yeah. That's always impressive. That's impressive. Feeding two any birds with fool, one scone. Any fool could feed two birds with one scone, yeah. Anyone can. You don't need quick wit or, or creative thinking to feed two birds with one scone. You just have one scone and you just sit there. So I'm against Here, that one. I'm I'm team kill two birds with one stone. Also, birds are assholes. Here's the one I thought about going down Peter's throat about was Let's be go. the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say, be the test tube. And aren't we doing test tube babies and stuff? Yeah. Like, isn't that going to offend people? Does that offend scientists? Well, I think scientists love test tubes. I think they're pro-test tubes. They could be. PETA has a point on this one. I'll give them that. Like, but be a guinea pig is a pretty cool saying. Like, I'm going to guinea pig that. I use that a lot. Like, the the Tampa Bay Rays guinea-pigged a lot of baseball strategies for the rest of the MLB. They didn't test-tube them. They test-tubed a few ideas. I like... Yeah, that, I think that's the only one that I'm, I'm purely against what PETA came up with. 
Just, I think I think there's if if guinea pigs can be mad, I think some test tube people could be mad. Test tube babies. Yeah, I, I'm I'm team guinea pig again. Now, okay, this third one, right? I love what Peta came up with. Right, it's beat a dead horse instead of instead of saying beat a dead horse, say feed a fed horse, dude. I love it. Like feeding a fed horse. Oh, don't go feeding a fed horse. Just cracks me up. I'm just picturing a fed horse just eating till he's sick. Like, come on. Why are you doing this to me? Take it away from me. This was the one that initially I was like, because I I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of animals that'll eat, you know, like you're just saying, that'll eat themselves sick. So I was wondering if that's common in horses that now PETA, you could essentially flip it back on them and be like, oh, so you want us to feed horses to death? Although beating a dead horse doesn't hurt anyone. The horse is already dead. Yeah. Like, what? why is that a pre- Like, and beating a dead horse is supposed to be a bad thing. Like, you don't need to do it. So PETA should encourage that. Yeah, well... Feeding a fed horse is dangerous. Yeah, or, 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 so, or the horse is just not hungry anymore and just, like, looks around like so it's a useless task. But either way, I love... I might start using feed a fed horse because I think it's... It makes me laugh. It's fun to say. You already fed that horse. Like, that's what I'm going to turn it into now. Right. I've already upped it one thing. You've already moved on. Yeah. You've upgraded. If you start talking about something over and over again, Jake, I'm just, I'm going to be so excited to use, Jake, you've already fed that horse. Right. That's like a good time for me. I know. I just penciled it into the rest of my calendar. Use, feed a fed horse. I'm happy for you. Um, the only time beating a dead horse would be mean is if, like, you made all of his horse family watch you beat his dead body. Now, bring home the bacon is the next one. This and one this... thoroughly confused me. Okay. Because I was like, you can't say bacon? Like, the rest are like, you're beating a horse. You're herding guinea pigs. You're killing two birds. So you're right. killing two birds. You're killing guinea pigs with tests. You're beating an already dead horse. Just just the word bacon is out well, of our do, lives? Do you know how they get bacon? I understand that. But <laughs> there, just there's nothing happening. Like, the rest it, within the phrase, something bad's happening. Bring home the bacon. Just So there, so this one is just saying the word bacon we shouldn't say anymore. Yeah, you don't want to encourage people bringing home bacon because it kills more animals. So you want them to bring home the bagels. Now, bring home the bagels. In in a literal sense, I'd much rather someone bring home bagels than bacon. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say that's that's a good call. Um, and yeah, again, this is one of those things that you could loophole and you start going through carbohydrates. And I I don't know. I feel like someone could spin the bagels pretty good against pita, but no one's done it yet. I I I'm. This is like almost a 50-50, but I'll lean bagels. I don't care about bacon. Bacon's overrated. Yeah, this one might be the most right down the middle. Like, who cares? If if bring home the bagels starts becoming a thing, that's cool. And if like if people start bringing home bagels to me, that's that's awesome. If someone brings home bacon, I'm like, okay, well, what what am I going to eat it with? Do you have any I think bagels? People need to bring more things home. All bring right? home the shaking. Ooh, that was the theme song today. Whole lot of shaking from Big Mabel. You did like it, I guess. I guess I did. And the last one is take the bull by the horns. <laughs> this one is so funny. This one sucks. No, instead they say take the flower by the thorns. So let me paint a picture for you here, Peta. On one side, you have a, a human in a, a ring. A, a bull is charging them, right? Or they're riding a bull. And they are taking it by the horns. They're riding that bull. They're overcoming it. They're like standing in the face of fear and just being gung-ho and getting after it, right? And now what you've done, PETA, is you've compared it to some dumbass just grabbing a bunch of thorns and cutting himself in the hand. Yeah. Completely different meanings. Like, badass people take the bull by the horns. Blind people and idiots take the flower by the thorns. Completely yeah. different things. Yeah, and uh, so PETA follows up their original tweet with, uh, just as it became unacceptable to use racist, homophobic, or ableist language, phrases that trivialize cruelty to animals will vanish as more people begin to appreciate animals for who they are and start bringing home the bagels instead of bacon. So bringing home the bagels was the one they used in their their like powerful follow-up, Jim. 
It's not bad. Feet of Fed Horses, still my favorite. Because I think that works. Like, I just like it. I just like it. Yeah, and then this is where the internet starts to win because they, uh, I mean, there's obviously a bunch of reactions, but, uh, you know, there's someone commented, surely y'all have bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. Um, Gentleman said, the elephant in the room here, you let the cat out of the bag, you're on a wild goose chase, (laughs) you should quit cold turkey. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm happy feed is fighting... Fight, fight in the fight. Um, I, I'm happy they gave me a laugh. I'm happy they gave you a laugh. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the more news. Uh, 300 pound. Oh, where's my whistle? A 300 pound woman pleads guilty to killing her 120 pound boyfriend by sitting on him. She hit him over the head with a chair table and then sat on him. Uh, Billy Madison style. His teeth, the principal, you know, she was supposed to tap out if she couldn't breathe. Sure. Uh, now he's dead and she got arrested. I don't know. She sounds like a bad person. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. That's her full take. You're going to love this next story. So the headline doesn't do it justice, so I'm going to read you the story because this shit is weird, Jake. Sure. Okay. And this is coming to us from, I don't know where, Monroe? Somewhere in Monroe. Where, I don't, where's Monroe? A local landscaper was charged with voyeurism after police said he got into a sticky situation with a coworker. Robert Somley, he's 52 years old, was arrested after 48-year-old female associate complained that Somley had secretly taken video of her while the two of them were on a break from a job at a local home. Okay? Sure. They are putting wood into a trailer. So they go to this house and they're taking the wood and putting it into a trailer. Yep. After about 20 minutes, the woman went looking for Somley. Oh, he said he needed a break, so he just left. He's like, I need a break. I can't do this anymore. Sure. So after 20 minutes, his assistant, the woman, went looking for him and found him in the, inside the home, standing there naked, watching pornography on the laptop. The woman questioned what he was doing, and he responded sure. that he needed to relieve himself before continuing work. So, yeah. Like, I just I need to get this out of me. I'm going to be better, faster, stronger, quicker. I can get more wood. I just got to right. clear my clear my mind and my body real quick. Clear, clear the pipes out. Yeah. Uh, so the woman laughed and just was like, okay, do what you got to do. And she went and uh, uh, started putting wood more into the car, right? She's sure. like working by herself. And then she's like, you know what? Hold on. I want to break, too. This is some bullshit. I want to break, too. So she goes back into the home, and now she finds Somley naked and dribbling maple syrup on his body. Sure. <laughs> This was a turn-on for her, so she demanded to be allowed to participate. And in addition to the syrup, police said the couple engaged in foreplay with blueberry jelly. Mm. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh, you got the maple syrup out now? Okay. Can I join? Um, Then she found out he was videotaping the whole thing, and she, she told the cops, hey, we did this weird thing, and he videotaped it. So now he's arrested. But Jimmy, I, th- this is in Monroe, Connecticut, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't just don't get it because it's like, lady, he was filming himself get off with maple syrup, having sure. a blast by himself. You demanded to participate. And now he's in jail because of that? He could have just done the maple syrup blueberry foreplay by himself. She said no fine. vids, man. She didn't know he was taping, so that's a little. That's that's where it goes foul. Um, Weird story, huh? Truly a sticky situation. That's the headline, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, this happened in the town next to where you live for like four years. Is Monroe next to Newtown? Yeah. I'm completely blanking on Monroe. Massick, Monroe. Oh, wow. (laughs) I guess I've never seen it. Cardi. <laughs> I guess I've never seen it spelled out or not in a while. Yeah, that's cool. So it was probably a really nice home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, weird, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What are your landscapers doing? How weird is it? How this is what I don't get. You're going to go fuck around with blueberry and maple syrup. How often are you going to see a woman and she's like, oh. Can I join? 
So, That's an interesting point, Jim. So he finally finds the one woman who's like, oh, shit, I love this stuff, too. Let's go. Get the jam out. Let's go. Give me a butter knife. He th- he's like, I got my mate for life. This is awesome. We're going to go town, house to house in Monroe, loading wood, doing odd jobs. We'll take breaks, fuck around with the breakfast condiments, and then we'll go back to working. Like, I am set. And then two yeah. hours later, she has him arrested. It's like, what the fuck? I think the whole thing is even more suspect than that. I think it. I think this goes back. I'm saying he somehow found out that she had this interest or fascination, um, maybe via a friend or someone else. So then, you know, years later, months later, he hires her, and he's like, you know what, one of these days... When we're at the right house, I'm going to go inside. I'll bait her inside. When she comes in, I'll be covering myself in syrup and blueberry. Cause that's, and the, the other thing that we just flew past here, she caught him burping the worm, and she just moved on and was like, okay, catch you later. And then she comes back in to check on him? What's going on here? I think she let it, she let it slide that she was into condiments and maple syrup. And there was this little wink, wink, hush, hush conversation. Like, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm really into this. He's like, okay. So he takes a break, and he's thinking, wink, wink, hush, hush. She's going to come join. So he's doing classic porno scene. Like, oh, she's going to walk in on me. And she's like, oh, let me help you with that. But he's he's dry at this point. And she comes in, and she just looks not interested. No no food, you know, on his on his on this situation. So he realizes, ah, shit, I forgot. She likes maple syrup. So now he's fumbling around the cabinets, putting maple syrup all over himself. He's hating it. Like, this sucks, but I guess this is what she's into. She comes back. Oh, I love this. Now he's arrested. Yeah, I I just hope love wins and they figure everything out. (laughs) Yeah, man. um, Man asks Tinder date on uh to go to his grandma's funeral tells her to dress in black surprises her goes to the funeral this sounds like a fake story to me but the situation is interesting uh, no I, so i i actually really like this one this was the first topic that caught me caught me i um but it turns out it's like pretty sad um like family member died and they were all excited to meet his girlfriend and he got dumped a couple weeks before so he tried to replace her so total bad guy move but also sad guy move. You know what? Society is in such a place of like I, I, people like to say it's terrible and there's mean people and blah, blah. I think society is in such a big place of helping and wanting that viral story that if he tweeted out, hey, my girlfriend or he's put out a message. My girlfriend just broke up with me. My grandma just died. My whole family's expecting me to show up with a girlfriend. I need a substitute. Will you just one date? Just come put on appearance. I guarantee he would have got offers from girls to come help him out in this situation. And he wouldn't have looked like a creep. He would have been looked like a sad sack. But because well, he's so- that's the thing. There there isn't a creepy side to this. They they have the girls text messages with one of her friends. And Oh uh, dude, it's not creepy, but it's wrong. He shouldn't have done this. Oh yeah. Very wrong. Very wrong. Um but uh yeah, she she's she stayed for the entire service. And uh, this is the text message with her friend. And she's like, yeah, I stayed for the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, you stayed for the whole service? Fuck off. And and then the girl who shows up says he was holding my hand crying the whole time. I couldn't leave. I bet there's a a service for this out there already. This this dude's in a bad spot. I bet there's funeral Uh, date services. Wedding date uh, services. Maybe. Probably not as high demand as you're, you're thinking. But like at the same time, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would do this. I don't know. This is how's this different from attending a wedding? I don't know. I was gonna say I, I took a girl on the first date to my Bangladesh Domino's boss's wedding. Right. It was about as weird as it gets because we were the only people there because I didn't know Bangladesh weddings start four hours after they're supposed to after they say on the invitation to start. Would have been a real, real nice thing for him to let me know. Thanks, Ag. Would have been good to know. Would have been good to know. Not don't get there for the the buffet people opened the appetizers, the cocktail hour just for us. It's kind of nice. And then as we as we left like ten minutes into it because it started at midnight. It was supposed to start at eight. It's like oh oh oh, what the fuck? Twelve year old girl 
has more than 1,000 ants removed from her ears since last August. Ten ants crawl out of her ear a day, and doctors can't figure out how to stop the ants from nesting inside of her ear. I'd kill myself. I get one itch in my ear. I get water in my ear. Lose my damn mind. Ants crawling out? Kidding me? Like, oh, my brain is an ant farm? Yeah. I'm a human ant maker? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that sucks. That's, uh... There's no really coming back from that either. Cut off. Like even if they even if they do get the ants out, like you're you're done. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just sucks to live in. Tough it. break. Sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. God God has to laugh every now and then too. Jake, that was rude. Netflix, um Netflix and friends almost broke up. Were you upset by this? Someone DM'd us or tweeted us asking word no, about you. No, dude, I was stoked because, as you know, I've been watching Friends for a little while now. We're on, we're on the last season, so, I mean, everything's ev- already pretty much chewed up. But I was pretty happy with myself. I was like, wow, I timed this really good. Yeah, my thought was, oh, shit, I better finish Cheers. I got a lot to go before they take that off. Yeah. But so many people just put friends on in the background that don't have cable and just let it run because they just want familiar noises in the background without paying attention. Right. And I'm sure friends racks up a ton of views. They paid $100 million to keep it on for another couple years. It was 30 million before that. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Friends makes money. That's crazy. There's a lot of Netflix make money. What are you talking about? It's $20 a month. I know, but how many people do you know that share a Netflix? Yeah, but the the amount of accounts they have is like the amount of money they make just from accounts is like billions. Yeah, I mean, I guess still paying three hundred millions for Friends seems a little shocking, but hey, good good for everyone involved. They have one hundred and seventeen point six million subscribers. Okay, at twenty dollars a month. Okay, 176 million times 20. What's that? Yeah, three. Uh, who who can who makes up these numbers? Yeah, I think you're looking at uh, three and a half billion. Yeah, so. ju- and that's just in customers. They make money other ways too. Right. Yeah. I'm good. Good for Netflix. All right, you want to do a quick... Good for friends, good for everyone. Quick, quick T-Quad. Sure. When it comes to tacos, do you prefer soft shell or hard shell? Soft shell, easy. Easy. I don't even understand people that like hard shell. Just eat nachos. It's good to have the crunch sometimes, but to just lose composure of the whole meal? Yeah. One bite, and now you got loose stuff everywhere? You're insane. Yep. Just eat, ta- just eat nachos. I turned my pulled pork. I made a sandwich, my pulled chicken, and then I the next time I put it over tortilla chips and made nachos out of it. Kind of, kind of wish you didn't bring up nachos this time of day. Nachos, nachos. All right, nothing. Well, I said, what are we watching tonight? Rangers haven't had a game all week. Knicks don't have any games. Rangers had a game Saturday. They don't play again till Sunday. What the fuck is that? NHL schedule makes no sense to me. UConn is playing Lafayette though. Yeah, big. Lafayette, the Lafayette Leopards, Jim. There's some, there's some things you like there. Um, yeah, today's Wednesday. Feeling weird this week. I thought today was Tuesday. I thought yesterday was Wednesday. Um, I don't know. I think I need a little deportes tonight. Maybe, maybe I'll grab a beer. I don't know. Nice. I think I'm going to see maybe a movie it, with my mom and my grandma. The Green Book. It's pretty nice. Looks like a good movie. I'm excited about it. The Green Book? Yeah. Who's in it? Uh, that dude who a name I can't pronounce, and it's like rude if you mispronounce it because it's an African name. Mashallah. Uh, oh, that movie does look really good. Yeah, it looks really good. It's by one of the Fairley brothers, Jim. Nice. Um, what else do we have going on today? Nothing. Do we not have shows that come out on Wednesdays? Does the John Boy Media Wednesday. Network not have a... Oh, usually it's just talking with Katie and I. We're going to record that right after this and then put it out there you go there you go. We got that and we'll we're recording talking yanks later yeah uh the other talking yanks yankees podcast the other guys released an episode today there you go well anyway thanks for listening we got two more episodes this week 
that's how it works because we're a Monday through Friday show. We'll be in Vegas next week. Friday, we like doing voicemails. Call up 908-845-5792. Maybe do Vegas stories or do party stories or something for Friday because we're going? All right, yeah, call up. We're We're going to Vegas. We need everyone that's been to Vegas or, you know, been to casino stories, Vegas casino stories, 908-845-5792. Call in, leave your Vegas tidbit, your tip, what we need to do, what we need to see, your story, 908-845-5792. I think that ends the show. Big Mabel's going to take us out, and we'll be back tomorrow for our Thursday show, which is uh, Thirsty Thursday. Sounds good, Jake? Sounds good, Jake. Any last words? He's shaking his head no. Somebody beating on a...